people out there in podcast land my name is paul work oh, i'm sorry Trevor. did you start recording yeah yeah i'm recording okay i'm sorry about that <laughs> i should have asked <laughs> hello you beautiful people out there in podcast land my name is paul work i'm zach mccoy uh hold on am i rec- i'm recording and it's your boy trav <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the <sighs> professional oscar worsty podcast <laughs> thursday show acting direct where we take a look at the filmographies of actors who decided to take a turn behind the camera and zach what are we watching this week we're watching midnight sky where we've got a gloomy Clooney, and he does lone wolf and cub <laughs> and shit's hitting the fan everywhere Excellent. This is everybody's first time watching Gloomy Clooney. <laughs> no for me. Yes. Yes for me as well, Trav. Do you remember your first time watching this? Yeah, the week it came out on Netflix. I was actually excited for this film. Yeah. Nice. I remember you out, telling I, us about I, it. I saw that it was a $100 million, $200 million sci-fi film. And I was huh. like, yeah, sign me up for that. It, it was on my list to watch. Uh, and we'll get into that in a second. Uh, and for some reason I just ended up missing it and never really went back to watch it. Mm-hmm. This gave me the excuse. Yeah, yeah. Very weird. I remember, uh, I remember, oh, now, now I'm making myself a liar, but I remember when Trav told us that he watched it and I, I thought I'd remember exactly what he said about it and I'll hold that for a moment. Okay. All right. Well, while you're holding that, we'll do an Oscar breakdown. Break it down. And the reason this was on my list is because it got nominated for one Academy Award. One. That Academy Award, Best Visual Effects, giving Matt Kazmier, Chris Lawrence, Max Solomon, and David Watkins Academy Award nominations, they would lose to Tenet. Tenet. Which I don't necessarily argue against, neither. No matter how you feel about, you know, that film itself. Tenet. Uh, I wanted Love and Monsters to win it personally because I really, really like that movie. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. Mm. It's so cute. <laughs> but I definitely it's... remember that year being strong with the visual effects category. Yes. Yeah, so it's those three movies, then Mulan and the one and only Ivan. What a fucking weird category. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's wild that the one and only Ivan's in there. But I agree with Mulan. That's so weird. Me, Banks, and Dia were just talking about that film, and I was like, I like that live I don't dislike it myself. I think it's really interesting. But I do understand Disney fans not liking that episode, I mean that episode, that movie, because there's no music. The And Mulan has a strong soundtrack that Disney... That's a good soundtrack. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the fact that that's gone... You know, and they took liberties on other stuff. I totally get it. But I mean, it's so weird to be like, they took liberties with stuff when it's a true, it, well, it's it's essentially a legend <laughs> in China that Disney took liberties with in the first place. It's such a fucking silly thing. The best dude. part is um, 
they decided to do away with the original liberties because they wanted to make it more historical to the legend, but then they threw fucking witches and magic in there. So <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, at least don't right. lie to us about it. You know what I mean? So so we can't have talking pygmy dragons, but a witch could be in here. Right, exactly. Weird distinction, guys. Good job. <laughs> but no, this desorb, the desorbs, this deserves its nomination. In my opinion, for best, I agree, products. and and you know this was COVID year, so right, we didn't have a ton out to begin with, so we just get a bunch of weird categories. Including so that's what one. I was going to ask you guys because it's a hundred million dollar movie. They just let Netflix buy it for three million. Yeah, do you think they just panicked and they just said we'll just take what we can get for it and offload it? I. I assume that they they probably set up some back end deals, and I wonder if anybody saw any money from this fucking movie. There's it's... no way they saw any money from this film. Nobody no. even talks about this film, so nobody. I can't imagine that it was a big Netflix film for them neither. So I just can't imagine where they made any money off this film. Yeah, because I feel like Netflix buried this almost. Like they put it out. <laughs> they were like, "Hey, what what can we throw out for Academy Award nominations?" And of course, like. Mank is their big one this year, Mank. and yeah, right. Trial of Chicago 7. This is probably their top week with the three of us watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, we're, the, we're I, the most people who have watched it since it came out. <laughs> I was going to say, I, Gary, I wouldn't be shocked if they went X amount of weeks without somebody watching this film until this week when all three of us watched it. <laughs> they're like, oh. Well, oh, there it is. Midnight Sky's making a comeback. <laughs> Get Clooney on the phone. <laughs> but no, speaking of that visual effects nomination, I, if you don't mind me saying what I think Trav said at the time, I feel like he said it was a. It looked hella good, but there wasn't much else to it. I feel like that's what you'd said at the time. Yeah, I th- I think uh, it's empty calories. You mm. know, it's a Snickers bar. It tastes really <laughs> fucking good, but it does nothing for your body. At mm-hmm. all, like I am hungry in ten minutes again. <laughs> it is Jello. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I'll uh, do that whole. That's our Oscar breakdown. <laughs> Let's Thank talk you. about this movie. <laughs> Jello. <laughs> Jello. How how does everybody prefer their Jello? Green. I was going to say I'm a green guy, guy myself. Yeah, okay. I like the green and the red. That, that lime. Lime. Mm-hmm. I also like when I go to like. Chinese restaurants and they have Jello on on a oh, buffet yes. <laughs> and they have that clear Jello. That stuff's pretty good, dude. Everybody always complains about the dessert at the Chinese buffets, and I admit, <laughs> Asians are normally known for their desserts, especially at the Chinese buffet. But it's free Jello, bro. I, I don't turn down free Jello. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I usually go to have sushi for dessert. <laughs> I don't know. That makes sense. <laughs> I got I got to go with Chinese donuts. I'm a Chinese donut guy. Ooh, yeah, though yeah, those are good. Not good. I think but, though, as I get older, I think they're too sugary. Gotta bounce it on the plate a little bit. Yeah, you gotta bounce it. Take a fork, <laughs> take a fork, take a chopstick. <laughs> yeah, this movie. Um, I'll be, I'll be honest, because I, you know, hadn't ever heard anybody other than Trav that had watched it. I was not ex- exceedingly excited to watch it. Um, yeah, and the reviews weren't weren't good either. For sure. Yeah. So, so I went in with low expectations, and I end up, you know, casually enjoying it. It, it was all right, uh, but it feels like a mashup of a dozen other movies I've seen before. And, yeah. you know, I'm having a hard time naming them as I'm sitting here, but 
you know, the whole, oh, cataclysmic event on Earth and got to try to I save mean, humanity. And- shit, right before we like kicked in recording, we were just talking about white noise. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. 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 <sighs> I just thought it had a really good cast of people. Yeah. Um, they had a couple really good scenes. I really enjoy the um, Sweet Caroline scene of everybody <laughs> singing. Um, you know, I love Felicity Jones. I do like that uh, she became pregnant in real life, so they changed the script to make her pregnant in the film, which was not part of the original script. Mm, it so was I thought that was cool of Clooney to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't see how the movie would work without her being pregnant. But well, the book she's not pregnant, so oh, okay. if you ever read the book, I have not. Yeah, you would see that. Uh, yeah. mm. You would see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would see that. I, that I wouldn't see. Yeah, um, I I really like a lot of the early scenes with Clooney kind of alone at the facility. Mm-hmm. I like the way those are filmed, and it sets a real nice kind of atmospheric tone. Um, and I, I really like the effect that. When people were like sitting down with their memories and stuff, mm-hmm. I thought yeah, that, that was, cool. that yeah, was one of my favorite cool. things. I think it was a really cool concept. But then the rest, yeah, it, you know, like I said in the intro, Lone Wolf and Cub kind of stuff. Yeah, and I, I like that they them like being able to interact with their memories because it really gave a nicer sense of melancholy to those scenes. Yeah, because you know when they don't, kind of thing, mm-hmm. and you you're just waiting for that other shoe to drop, and it's it's so what? sad. What did yeah. y'all think of the girl being imaginary? How long before you knew that she was a illusion or mirage or whatever you want to call it? I um I started wondering uh during like the flashback scene with the car driving away. The the moment it, it kind of hit me that she might be was when he lost her in the storm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, and then she just shows, shows back up. up. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh. It, it kind of hit me, but I also didn't think about it too much. Like I wasn't trying to right. this wasn't a movie I thought I was trying to get ahead of. So me when either. it was when it was revealed, I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know what y'all thought about it as a choice as far as even being in the film. I I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was too cheap necessarily. I I think especially when we're you know, we were just talking about like the other people sitting in their memories mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. since he doesn't seem to have the same luxury that they do to, to do that. It's kind of interesting that he gets a parallel to it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, he's, he's dying of cancer and living with his regrets and it's, yeah, it, it feels fine. It doesn't feel forced necessarily. Yeah. It, it, it feels a lot more, uh, allegorical than it does like a serious choice. So I was, I was good with it. And I like, um, you know, grizzled, older Clooney, you know, with the full mm-hmm. beard. And I, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Something that I didn't bother me watching the movie, but after finding out that there's no reveal that their father and daughter in the book, like you as a reader know, but them as characters never know. I think that would have been a much better choice, even in film that it's either a unspoken so maybe they know, maybe they don't know. We don't know if they know as viewers, or they just they just don't know. They're just two people. And he was somehow able to, even being an absent father, be there for her most critical moment when she needed her dad. I thought that would have just been a little bit of a sweeter touch. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, as the film plays out, it doesn't look like she she knows, but he obviously does. Um, is how I took it. Like, right. Um, yeah. And then, then we have to settle with the whole, okay, well, they're going to go repopulate this new planet, and I guess we're going to have a bunch of incest. I was going to say, yeah, two, one family. That, <laughs> and that's always kind of an icky feeling to have to finish a film, but I guess it's also a the reality of the situation and the both both the characters don't look exactly thrilled at the end of it. Uh I don't remember if they say it in the film, but do they say what planet they're going to in the film? When he they're, discovered they're, or I was gonna say, home. yeah, it's like uh like one of the moons of Jupiter or something. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. cool. Okay. Because she she's talking to him at the end and she's like, and and it's on there and the air is so crisp and when Jupiter is close, it feels like you reach out and touch it. Which is weird that they choose a moon of Jupiter because Jupiter's got like 50 moons or whatever. So it's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the whole science of narrowing down which, which, which moon point which moon of works. the universe will work for human life. But yeah, right. I think overall it's fine. I really, I don't remember what the score nominations were for the Academy this year but maybe you could have inserted this for score i thought this Let's had a really really nice score Desplah with All another right. one uh we got soul which won john batiste trent right. Reznor, and atticus ross defy bloods terrence blanchard which was my pick for the category uh mank trent Reznor, and atticus ross we could have kicked that out <laughs> mike uh, Minari, which is a really good score. Emil mm. Mar- uh, Masseri, uh, and News of the World. James Newton Howard. That score's fine. Yeah, I feel like he's in based off his name and not necessarily. So why Mank is also in there? P- like pick one, you know, and then boot the other. <laughs> and then you could have easily just thrown this one in there. How he right. doesn't get in off of his name, you know, if. Yeah, right. Yeah, Uh but uh yeah again george clooney as a director though let me just because we haven't brought it up yet yeah again nothing nothing breaking the mold doing nothing crazy not really making decisions that wow you i'll say i'll say the one thing i i still think he's very strong behind the camera i think he he gets more assured of himself Uh, right but but he feels he feels more like he's a journeyman director at this point where, you know, you'd, you'd pick some guy to come in and just kind of fill some shoes. He doesn't feel like he has a voice of his own mm-hmm. where a lot of this stuff feels like he learned from Alfonso Cuaron doing gravity with him. Right. Like a lot of this feels like gravity. And this is his first, uh, well, maybe not the first, but this one. It's firmly outside of the uh, kind of nostalgic look back kind of films. Yeah. And it's big budget. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Versus the other ones aren't um, CGI heavy type. of. Yeah. It's not not lighting up, not lighting up box office numbers. The other ones. I feel like uh, like I agree, Paul, that he's good behind the camera. But his weakness for me as a director is fusing the the pacing and. The, the stories, I don't know, something disjointed about it. I agree. Yeah, but I think he's a steady hand. Like, 
Steady he, hand. He's 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 not going to go into the pantheon of the greats, but I, I think if he's given if he's given the right project, I think he could knock something out of the park if he if he could find the thing that really suits what he's trying to say, which is why I like Good Night, Good Luck so much. Yeah, that was like a good segue there, Paul. All right, then this... let's do some worsty judgments. All right, Tram, where's this sitting on your Clooney ranking? Yeah, so um, I rank this three and a half star, maybe a little bit more generous than most people are going to rank it. But I think overall it's probably my most enjoyable experience watching a Clooney film, considering some of the other ones, the topics themselves weren't really my cup of tea. But so I have this sitting, I don't. I'm going to say I have it sitting at my number two spot underneath the Ides of March. Oh, okay. Okay. Zach, where's the sitting for you? I, uh, let's see. I gave it a whopping three stars. Um, and I have it at my number six. And I won't say what my bottom ones are right now, just because Paul has a movie to watch yet. Well, yeah, number six. Not the worst, but middle of the pack for me um yeah i, th- I think with tram i think i'm going three and a half on this one mm-hmm. I, I i think this is a nice film like it's it, it's real solid but i'm probably gonna stop thinking about it as soon as we're done talking about Clooney. Y- yeah for sure <laughs> uh like, honestly yeah. <laughs> like even even some of his more what i've deemed as more mundane flicks i i i think about a little more often than I don't. Um, with what I'm at, we're at six right now. So I think I'm putting this up at my number. I think I'm going number three on this one. Oh, going under. Good night, good luck, and Ides of March. Yeah, yeah. That that's my debate was: do I put it above Good Night and Good Luck or underneath? And probably Good Luck. Good night, and Good Luck is probably a better movie. I just enjoy Midnight Sky more for yeah. me right. so it's, it's more in your wheelhouse so that makes right. sense oops yeah, i was so. counting i was counting i've <laughs> got a list that includes one night in miami on here so it's well my, it was uh, so funny because zach was like i have it at my number six spot so middle of the pack and i just didn't say anything but i was so confused <laughs> i forgot how many we had watched at this point so i just didn't even well, think about it me and zach have seven cloonies seven and- yeah you know, he said this was at six, the middle of the pack. So it really threw me through a loop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, number number six and so seven films. My number five of seven, so it's still not really middle, but <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh Yeah. Yeah. Kind of kind of the upper middle. So that's me. Yeah, I like that. Like an upper middle, like a thigh. Wait, no, that's lower middle. <laughs> All right then. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> Trav, if you wanna let people know where they can find you on the media social. Of course, you can always find me on the Instagram at ZK Audio. Yes, on the Instagram. I'm also on TikTok, Twitter, and the letterbox at T R A V I O S C K. Search me by name as well. And that is it for your boy. Zach. Yeah. Where do people find you? Find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R. 
rounding up the year, I'm ranked number 57 on Critiker for number of stars received. It's a very small feather in my cap, trying to rise up. Um, that Justin Robar said you, you went up one, I think. Up one spot since last year. Ooh. Great cheer, Pam <laughs> Thank you. And you can find me on Letterboxd by searching for my name. Did I say TikTok? House Havoc. Yeah, there you go. There Mr. You go. Workman. Uh, you can find me at Shark Dress Men on TikTok, where Joseph Tappy and I are covering all sorts of shark-related content. You can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of uh, Twitter and Letterboxd, where I keep running tally of all the films I watch. And this week, I had the unfortunate displeasure of watching Avatar The Way of Water. Just a boring, boring movie. I feel bad for you, Paul. I really I feel bad for me too. That was three hours and twelve minutes. I'll never get back. (laughs) (sighs) Trav, is is, did you injure injure yourself watching Avatar? No, but I did go see it with my messed up eye. And (laughs) that that still found it absolutely incredible. So imagine if my eyes were intact. The beauty. Then, then, that I then really you might have seen appreciate. the you might have seen the right movie, not the one that you saw. <laughs> uh, well, you, Trav, you're at four and a half, and Paul is at two stars. That's a yeah. quite a wide breadth. Yeah, was, honestly, I was surprised on how much I enjoyed Avatar. Yeah, I was not surprised at how much I didn't because yeah. it's the exact same movie as the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just can't agree with you. <laughs> you don't have to. You're making my eyes hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll get off the topic because I don't want to put Trav in pain talking about a bad movie. Uh, I'm going to go try to see it in 3D soon. You should. It, it It's probably the only reason I gave it two stars was seeing it in 3D. <laughs> All right. So. With that, what are we watching next week, Zach? Next week, lay down and get a massage because we're watching the Tender Bar. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know anything about this movie. I just know it's got Tender in the title. So that is good. <laughs> that was wonderful, and it's on Amazon. It sure so, is. There you go, the Amazon original. Ooh. All right. Well, with that, again, Trav, we would like to thank you and your eye for producing our show. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and J. Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod and on Facebook at the Oscarsity Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps to make us more visible in the almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm of give us five stars. It will feel so good. So good. So good. So, for Trap and Zach and uh, David O'Yellow. O'Yellow. I can never pronounce that poor man's name right. Uh, He's so good. He was so good at everything. He really is. Uh, We would like for you all. Have a damn fine day.